Welcome. Becoming an excellent intuitive life coach and building a profitable coaching business does not have to be overwhelming or difficult. It's all about mastering the key pillars in both coaching and business building. Welcome to the Healthy Wealthy Intuitive Life Coach podcast, dedicated to helping you become an excellent intuitive life coach and build a profitable coaching business. I'm your host, Michelle Gailey, and I've been an intuitive life coach and running my multiple six-figure coaching business for several years now. And there was a time in my life not that long ago when I couldn't even imagine making six figures or more in my business. And I'm here to tell you it's possible. Together, you and I are going to go down this path, and I'm going to teach you how to become an excellent coach, make offers, provide transformational coaching, attract real clients, and make real money as a coach. We're living in a time right now where the coaches, the healers, the helpers, and light workers are needed more than ever. So it's time to put our stakes in the ground. It's time to put ourselves out there and create the impact we were born to make and also create the income that you desire to make for yourself and your family. So let's do this. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing really well today. Welcome to this episode where we're going to be talking about mindset shifts that I've had in my life and then working in my business this past year and the things I've really learned uh, that have shifted my mind. I always say building our coaching businesses or building my coaching business has been one of the most, it's the most transformational things I've ever done for myself. It is the path I've chosen for my personal growth and development. It's the path I've chosen to fulfill my potential. It's the most exciting path. I've always wanted to serve people in some capacity. I found my niche of intuitive life coaching. I love it. I love the people I serve. That eventually has evolved into teaching people how to coach. And then now I teach women how to actually build profitable coaching businesses. I've really just always taught people what I've done for myself with help. I've gotten a lot of help along the way. And now I help others do the same thing. We are here to make an impact in the world. I, it's our destiny. I've been using that word a lot lately. I'll probably do a whole show on it. If I've been saying to myself, it's my destiny to serve people. It's my destiny to make a million dollars. It's my destiny. No matter what I do, I'm heading in that direction. And I guess that's a mindset shift too. Like allow what you desire to be in your consciousness and let it be a part of your destiny. Speak it to yourself. I wasn't even planning on that being one of the mindsets, but it is a new one that I've added. And there's the energy of it when I think it. It's your destiny to help thousands of people. I feel propelled forward. I feel myself, like I feel a pool in the front of me moving me forward. Just the thought alone propels me forward. Okay, so I guess that's mind shift number one. Allow whatever you desire. If you want to be an intuitive coach or a Reiki master that makes six figures, you get to be and do whatever you want. 
no judgment. Allow yourself to have the desires you want and at least speak them to yourself. And if you like the idea of it's my destiny, add that on. Notice how you feel when you start to sit in that. It's my destiny to serve thousands of people. It's my destiny. There's a feeling of being pulled forward. And that's, we're heading in the right direction. Literally, figuratively, energetically, we're heading in the right direction. Okay, that was an, the unintentional mindset number one. Allow your desires to be in your conscious mind every single day. Okay, uh, minds, I've got a lot of mindsets. We'll see how many I get through today. Mindset number two. Here's what I've learned in my business, building my uh, multiple six-figure intuitive coaching business. I, just like any business, there's going to be high times, extremely profitable times. Those are the high times. And extremely non-profitable times. And I'll call those the low times. And then there's times in between where things are just humming along. No big spikes either way. Uh, and that's cool too. All of those will take place in every single business, regardless of the industry you're in. So my, I guess the second my, first part of the second mindset is be okay that you're going to experience high times, low times, and medium times. You should expect it all. I don't want when the low co- times come to you, I don't want you to assign the meaning that you suck, that it's over for you. Throw in the towel, it's over. Because we don't want that. See how that mindset could be so devastating, the meaning of that, versus if I have the mindset, like I just hit a low time in April in my business and it scared me. And when I hit that low time, I had the thoughts of like, it's over. It's, o- it's over. Like, we lost money. Shit. Like, you know, but that doesn't serve you. It's okay to look at that. It's okay to even, like, process those emotions. But if I would have had the mindset like I do now that says, it's okay. Every business has low times, scary times. And check it off the bucket list and move on. Reassess. Figure out what you need to do better and get moving again. Because it's your destiny to help thousands of people. Does that? Do you feel the difference in that? Okay. So really be careful what you assign meaning to. Also, during the high times, when there's a lot of profitability in the business, I can even lose track. And I might be like, this is awesome. I knew we were awesome. This is the best thing in the world. You know what I mean? Like, that's fine too for a minute. But really just, I think it's safer and better and more energetically like balanced to go, check, I'm supposed to have high times too. Awesome. And I'll do things like this. What are we going to do with the profits? How can we reinvest those profits to bring more profitability to the business? Um, Right? So those are like better questions than like riding high on the wave. But, you know, it's all good. Okay. The other part I want to say to this mindset about high times, low times, and medium times is this. And I discovered this in April and I would have never discovered it if I wasn't in a low time. This is so cool. So this is like the gift in the shit. Here it is. 
I've noticed in my business when times are high, high profitability, I I get a I have high profit and low opportunity to learn and discover things about myself. So I'll have high income and low times of discovering things about myself. In the low time, like I had in April, and I was really low, I had low profitability, but I learned so much about myself. I saw some shadow pieces that I would have never shined light on if all I had were high times in my business. And when I started to see that, I got really excited and I saw the benefit, the gift in the low times. I was so excited. And I realized that if I hadn't given myself the chance to have a low time and to see those shadow pieces that I could look at, love, heal, talk to, shine light on, they would have continued to be there. But I was given an opportunity, thanks to the low profitable time, to see them. They could only be revealed then, I think. At least that's when I saw mine. It was so exciting to see that and to do the inner work around that. And then I thought to myself, I wonder what's going to happen next to me, my perceptions, and my business, my clients, now that this has shifted in me, now that I've seen it and worked through it. And that was very exciting. None of that would have happened without a low time. So in my next launch um, in August, what I did, I was very, I was a very different person on the next launch. And I'll explain launches maybe in another podcast. It, a launch real quick is just when I'm promoting my program, the doors are open and we allow new students to come in. And my August launch was extremely different than I've ever launched before. I was just very excited. I was less, I was still focused on like profitability and making sure we were hitting all of our numbers. But I was really watching myself. I was looking for pieces within myself that were ready to be revealed and healed. I was really excited. And I knew that if we had high times, if we had high profitability, that was going to be awesome. But that's not the only gift in the launch. If it, we did everything we could and we had low results, low profitability, then I, I knew that I was going to discover more about myself. So I was really looking forward to all the gifts that I was going to receive in the next launch. And that was so different than how I've ever launched before. Okay, so for you, maybe, you're, maybe you are launching and that's awesome. I teach my own students how to launch. Or maybe you're just at the beginning biz, part of your business. Wherever you are, you're going to have high times and you're going to have low times. For my own students, I see it all, all the time. I see it every day. Like for my own students, a high time will be when they get a new client or when they launch their course or their program 
and they have new members join or they get someone in their program. Like those are high times. And it you get so much confidence from that. Like, wow, this is working. People actually want this. This is amazing. Okay, I got to go serve those people. That's great. But it's not the only greatness. In those low times too, we get to see things about ourselves. And it's so cool. So expect both. Okay, that was mindset number two. I think I could have a whole show just on that. We could talk about that and all the examples of that. Okay, what else do I want to do here? Uh, here's another one. Okay, um, no one thing is going to make or break you or your business. This is what I've learned maybe over the last couple of years. Have you ever, and I know you have because we're probably a lot alike, you're scrolling Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or somewhere and you see an ad for $27, $97, $197, $17, somewhere in there and it's this strategy or it's this one thing that's going to improve something in your business and you're like, I'm getting it, I'm getting it and only to find out you either didn't complete that thing or the thing you did complete it, but it wasn't really the magic pill you thought it was going to be. How many of you can relate to that? I'm raising both hands today. Just, just keeping this mindset of there's no one shiny object that's going to be the magic pill for your business. I know it sounds like I'm trying. I'm saying to you, Santa Claus doesn't exist, <laughs> and I don't ever want to steal anyone's dreams, magic, or thunder, but I don't want us to be falsely believing something. The thing that I have found to be the biggest magic pill in my business is consistently consistency. Consistently showing up and doing my marketing efforts, consistently showing up and over-delivering to my clients, consistently showing up in my, um, like I said, my marketing, my videos, my emails, all the things I'm promising in my marketing, I'm being consistent. And there is a compounding effect that you can't see in the beginning that you becomes really obvious after a couple years. You really start to gain traction. But you got to stay in the game of consistency long enough for you to start seeing those results. You know, there's that, I'm going to botch this right now, but there's a story of like, would you rather have a million dollars or would you like to get a penny doubled every day for a month or something like that? And they say, everybody's going to pick the million, but the smart people are going to pick the penny doubled every day for X amount of days. And it's true with our marketing efforts too. Consistency is like, doubling that penny day after day after day at the beginning you just feel like I just have a couple pennies in the bank this is nothing but day after day after day it starts to add up okay so there's no magic pills except the the magic pill I have found the most is consistency doing it even when you think it doesn't have an, uh, 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 results Okay, I hope that's helpful. Okay, the next one kind of ties in with the last one. Don't make decisions for your business. 
maybe even decisions for your health or your life, just based on emotions. Do not make decisions just based on emotions. Now, this is a pretty new concept for me. In the last couple years, I've really understood it. But before that, I literally was just going by what I thought was my intuition. And sometimes it was my intuition and it panned out and it felt like I was in the flow. And a lot of times it seemed like my intuition failed me. But the truth was, is still, I can't see my own blind. I am feeling my intuition through my own limiting beliefs. I am, and you are too. I am, I am hearing, feeling, knowing the the messages from my intuition through the filter of my life, humanness, my life experience. And that creates a filter that creates some distortion. Does that make sense? So the channel to our intuition isn't always pure. It gets filtered by our life's experience, which is, I, I think, why sometimes when we're convinced we're following our intuition and it goes astray, there's, oh, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> but so one way to resolve this is to not rely solely on your intuition, not to rely solely on your emotions, but to add one more metric, and that is numbers. So one of the things, again, it's just been in the last, I've known this for a long time in my business. Did I implement it like I should? No. For the last couple years, I've really been like, what should I really be looking at in my business? What numbers should I really be looking at in my business? And I get it now. I'm, I really understand. And I make more and more decisions based on the numbers. Because numbers don't lie. And neither does your intuition. But numbers don't have a filter. They're really black and white. The meaning you give the numbers, yeah, that, that can have a filter on it based on your own life experience. But the numbers don't lie. So let me give you an example. Hmm. I'll give you the same one that I have been talking about my launches. Okay, when I had my low launch, you know, where I got to do, a, I had an opportunity to do a lot of the inner work. If I, so when I had my low launch, the low times launch, if I would have just followed my emotions, I may have been like, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> this sucks. I hate this. I'm working so hard and we didn't, I didn't even see any results. Blah, 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 whatever. I, I, I could have quit. I could have quit. Um, or maybe I still would have seen some of the gifts of it and learned more about myself. Maybe that would have still happened. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But what I did instead is I looked at the numbers. I, I measured my numbers. I kept track of what worked. Where did the launch go well? And I could see each piece of the launch. And me sharing all the pieces of a launch is another show. If you want that information, I'm happy to share it. Let me know. But I looked at each piece of the launch. And I learned where it went low, where it wasn't working. And I fixed it. I fixed it. 
because the numbers told me where we went wrong. It wasn't that spirit is trying to guide me in a new direction. It's not that my my higher self is trying to give me the message that I'm in the wrong position. Like I didn't I didn't do any It's okay to tap into that, but it's not the only thing to tap into. I want you to tap into the numbers too. So it's okay to tap into your emotions. Recognize that they are filtered by your your perception, your limits, what you believe about yourself and what you believe about how much money you can make and what you believe about your value in the world. There's a lot of stuff around how you perceive yourself and your emotions will come up around that. So let that be one way, just for the simple process of allowing those feelings to come up and out of you, like processing those emotions. That's super healthy for you. And then I also want you to look at the numbers. I'll give you one more example. In my own program, the Certification and Business Building Program, one of the things that I see happens to many of my students is they will, In the one of the premises of the program is you're going to create a beta course or beta program or a beta membership because I want to teach them how to leverage their time and money and they're going to build that they're going to launch that and they're going to get some students in it uh, and just to get the ball rolling in their business so that's the premise of it every once in a while I'll have a student who follows the path and builds out the outline of her course or program runs the conversion event does the launch And she'll say, Michelle, no one signed up. I'm not supposed to do this. Michelle, no one signed up. The price is too high. Michelle, no one signed up. Uh, It's the wrong thing to do. They assign meaning immediately because no one signed up. And I'll say to them, "Uh uh-uh, time out. No, no one signed up because you had only three people registered for your event. Like there's, there's, there's numbers to look at that explain why no one signed up for your beta. There are, there's reasons. And the reasons are because the price is wrong. The reason, or the reason is not because the price is wrong. The reason isn't you shouldn't be doing this. I did the same thing in my business before I know, knew what I know now. I used to, I used to try out a program make an offer to people, a few people would trickle in, and then I would just be like, I guess I'm not supposed to do this anymore. I don't know, like, I would just kind of wonder and go with my feelings on what to do next. Bad idea. Acknowledge your feelings, but know that there's, you can't base all your decisions on how you feel about it, because your feelings and your emotions and your perceptions are limited to your, your, how you perceive yourself and what you think is available to you. And that is limited just by our being human, I think. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. We're not going to just measure from our emotions. We're going to make more decisions based on the numbers. Okay? And then what numbers to measure is probably a whole nother show I'd be happy to share with you sometime. Okay, what else? Oh, I'm going to do a caveat to this. And then um, I think I'll wrap it up because that's a lot of information. Um, what, I, what I see with my students and what might happen to you too if you're at the beginning of your business is you're not exactly sure how you want to serve in the world. You're not exactly sure of 
who you want to serve, what her struggles are. You're not exactly sure what you want to do, how you want to niche down. And that's okay. That's almost everyone feels that way in the beginning. And it's totally okay. It's, It's okay to do that. That is a time where I really think your emotions and your intuition and sitting and getting grounded in what your heart is calling you to do is a great first step to really follow that inner calling and do the tactical step-by-step action steps to bring that beautiful thing into the world. Now, I would love to say bringing that baby into the world is an easy birth, but it isn't for a lot of people. And it doesn't mean you're not supposed to do it. It doesn't mean it's not worth it. It doesn't mean you're not worth it. You're worth it. It's worth it. Everything's worth it. It's just a new skill set that you have to learn. That skill set is available to everyone who wants to learn it. So that's the exciting part. Um, so that's the time where I find that tr- using your intuition, connecting and getting grounded in your emotions and intuition, listening to the calling in your heart or your gut or wherever that is for you, is to really feel into that and trust that. Let that be the first thing and it's okay so to bring that out into the world the best you can get some feedback on it learn how to birth it and learn how to measure and and feel into that what I find a lot of my students and myself at one time in the beginning of my business I seem to want to abandon things right away and then birth a new thing and another idea comes in and I want to try to get that one off the ground and then another one comes in and I want to get that one off the ground that is so normal for our us type of people, creatives. Just I think there it's a there's a time in your business, usually in the beginning of your business, to allow yourself to explore, experiment, feel into it, feel into your calling, and start to figure out what that looks like. That's a great time in the beginning. It doesn't usually bring in a lot of profit into your business, and that's okay. It's a it's a learning and growing time for you to get really clear about who you are, who you serve, and what you're supposed to be doing in the world. It would be awesome if everyone who was my student or every anyone in the world who wants to go out there and build their own thing, it would be awesome if we knew from day one who we are, who we serve, and our calling and our purpose in the world specifically. But most of us don't. We have to get in the game, start feeling around, try some things and go, ooh, ooh, I really like that. I want to do more of that. Or, ooh, I didn't like that. I'll give you one example. I feel like I'm going on and on. In the beginning of my journey, building my own intuitive life coaching business online, one of the first things I did that people were asking me for is to help them understand and heal from narcissistic relationships. Because I helped empaths and sensitives because I consider myself one. And I started to attract a lot of them. And, which is awesome. I'm attracting like-minded souls to me. Great. But a lot of those empaths and sensitives, just like, as we know, attract narcissists. So we've got givers, 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 givers being attracted to takers, 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 takers. It's a natural attraction if you're, um, if you're uh, not conscious enough to be aware of that and healed enough. Again, I'm not blaming anybody or judging. It, I just see that pattern a lot. So people were reaching out to me saying, hey, I need some help around narcissism, understanding it, 
healing from it. And people asked me for that. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I started to speak a lot about narcissism. I started to help people with it. And my energy just got more and or lower and lower and lower. I was building a business I hated. And I didn't even know, I, I didn't even know that I should stop and go, wait, is this the baby you want to give birth to? And so giving your, so I had to, I shut that down. Like I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I thought I didn't want to do any of it anymore. No, I just didn't want to do narcissist stuff anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I have to, I have to do things that I actually love to do because that's going to keep us in the game of building a real business. Okay. And that maybe that's another mindset shift for you. Build things you love. And at the beginning of your business, you're not, you might, you probably won't know what you love. You're going to have to go try some things. The, my analogy for this is, you know, you didn't really know the person, if you're in love with someone or if you have a spouse or you have a significant other, that person probably wasn't, you didn't, you have to kiss a few frogs before you find the prince or princess, right? You, we have to go out and date people and go, ooh, I didn't like her or him, or ooh, I really like this quality, or ooh, no. Do you see how just experimenting and having the experiences helps you dial in who you are, who you want in your life? The same is true for your courses, your programs, your memberships, and your clients. You have to give yourself some time to date, and that's when we're really going to use our emotions, our intuition, and feel into our calling, and it will evolve and morph. Okay, I hope that was helpful today. I have so many more mindset shifts. I promise to come back. I feel like we can only take so much in. And so I think this is enough for today. I hope this was helpful. Please feel free to comment if you can comment. Please feel free to reach out if you think I can help you. I would be happy to. Okay, everybody, have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye. Recording stuff.